You're welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former professional and collegiate soccer player Jimmy Mulligan. Jimmy served as captain in his senior season at St. John's University, leading the Red Storm to the second round of the 2013 NCAA tournament. As stated by one of his former teammates, he was one of the best captains I ever had in my life, worked hard, was the first one to get into practice, the last one to leave, and always pushed teammates to work harder and harder every day. Jimmy finished his Red Storm career by earning third-team NSCAA All-Northeast Region accolades, second-team All-Big East honors, and academic All-American. After graduating with his bachelor's degree in marketing, Jimmy signed with the New York Cosmos, followed by stints with USL side Sporting Kansas City 2 and Portland Timbers 2. A native of Medford, New York, Jimmy played three years of high school tennis, was previously a member of the U.S. Under-14 national team, and currently serves as the assistant scout for the New York Red Bulls. Jimmy, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. Thank you for having me. Definitely. So um, Jimmy took a quick look over this intro before we got on. Uh, he actually didn't receive the email. So he took a quick glance. I think he saw that quote, that quote about him being the best captain ever. And he's like, yeah, this is good. This is good. I like this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I <stopped>. so, <laughs> so I asked him, I said, you know, this is a, you know, this is, this was something that I, I kind of dug up and, and I found it in, in some sort of Queens newspaper being, you know, that Jimmy went to St. John's and, and I asked him, I said, you know who said this? And he was like, nah, I don't know. But the minute I told him the name, he was like, man, that, that guy still calls me captain to this day. And I was like, man, that's, that's respect. That's a lasting impact that, that you had on, <laughs> on people. So that's respect right there. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a good kid, man. And yeah, still to this day, calls me captain. I don't think he's ever called me by my first name, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Definitely, yeah. So, and uh, and Jimmy and I were we're talking, and and I think for majority of the the guests that that have come on so far, I, I kind of grew up either playing with them or I played against them, and and you know, Jimmy said he was thinking about this today as well. I was like. I was like, bro, I don't, I don't like, like, how do I know you, right? Like, <laughs> like and it's, it's obviously, I mean, obviously, we, we know of each other. Um, I, I honestly don't know if we, we ever really full on had a conversation. You know, we may have played against each other in, in college. Jimmy, I believe, is a year older than me. I'm a '92. I graduated in in 2014. You graduated in 2013, right? So, yeah. um, you know, we may have cross cross paths a little bit in college, but I said, you know, that. That really where where I kind of got to know him or play against him was, <clears throat> you know, we talk about the New York soccer scene, which is which is pretty heavy. So we have and there's there's multiple people around New York that either are, are putting on tournaments or kind of like creating different sort of like tournaments. So there's there's one, let's call it the Winter Classic. I don't know if that's <laughs> the actual name for it, but uh, but there's one that's um that's that's normally put on or, or at least was when you know back when when we could move the way we did um mm -hmm. we're talking like like the the 23 to, to 27 age <laughs> where it was like the post-college we still got it and um so we would so there was a tournament and you know all the kind of new york kids and um what was nice about it was it was right around christmas i'm pretty sure it was played on like christmas eve at a spot out in long island um yeah. you know shout out to uh to yannick salman i think you know he was he was a, a catalyst in, in putting that together and um and there was money there was a money prize at the end Jimmy could, could mention how much it is because they won his team won all the time um <laughs> so so there was a money prize so this was a big deal like so we all got our teams together like we're all like bro like have you ran in the last couple months like we got this thing coming up and uh I remember it was someone that asked me to join and 
I knew these tournaments. Like I knew that, the, especially that it was winter break, you had some of the pros coming back. I think Jimmy at that time was playing pro, and we had some other MLS players, and all the like the the either the pro players or the former pro, pro players, including Jimmy, would would put their own team together. And this was like the star team, right? So <laughs> I remember when I got asked to join, I was like, I I got some serious anxiety. I was like, bro, like not the player I was like three, four years ago. Like I was like, but I can't embarrass myself. Like I got to show out. So I remember I was doing some training, like trying to get that six minute mile. Like I was doing yeah. some real college training, but that team, that team that, that Jimmy, Jimmy had, I mean, they, they got together almost every year to, you know, put the, put that team together. And it was, you know, Jimmy Mulligan, Leo Fernandez, you know, Tim Parker, who's a current MLS pro. You had Rafa Diaz a goal, former, you know, St. John's goalie, like pretty big names in terms of, uh, and then, you know, you had me that was like, you know, trying to get my fitness in, in, intact. So, um, <laughs> I told Jimmy, like, man, I was always salty about that. Like, you guys, like, put it together an unfair team. Like, <laughs> uh, good times, man. You got, I got to give a shout out to Omar Edwards, too. Those yes, Omar absolutely. and Yannick, man, they, they put that tournament together. And Omar, I mean, my boys to this day, but Omar is always like coming up to, yo, I got, I got teams that are going to beat you this year. No, I got put the best teams together. You're not going to win it. You're not going to win it. Five years in a row, we, we we won it. It was great. It was good times, man. The best, the best <laughs> was just getting back together with like Absolutely. all the guys, you know, because we, we were all over the the map, really. Um, yeah. Seeing Tim and Leo and Jimmy Nealis and Raph, like getting getting back together with those guys, it was great. Oh man! Oh yeah, Jimmy Nealis as well. Another guest I had on. Yeah, the team was just like unreal. Like I remember, we had to put on our best efforts when when uh, when we were playing. And uh, another year, I remember, I, I kind of got together a. Um, like my old uh, club team um, or players from my older club team. Danny Herrera was a guest player. Shout out to Danny Herrera, another St. John's <laughs> player. Cause you know, he, he actually was a guest player for, for Auburndale soccer club, my club team when we were younger. So I was like, bro, like, you know, you're part of the crew. You can come join us. Plus Danny was playing a lot more regularly and more competitively at the time than, than me and some of my boys. So, you know, he was, he was definitely the star player center mid on that team. And, I remember we got to, I think it was maybe like the semifinals of, of the tournament and it was an intense game. I forgot who we're playing against and we gave up a goal in the last minute, went to PKs, we lost in P and honestly, that thing still burns. Like I know it was, yeah. it was for fun, but I remember getting in my car because I actually like gave up a foul in the last minute, like right outside the box and they scored off of it. And Honestly, like that's one of the burning memories that I still have. Like I got in my car, I was cursing, like I was hitting my steering wheel. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, these things were like, yeah, it was, it was fun and stuff, but like it was competitive, you know. And like I think everyone was trying to like everyone was trying to win because I mean that's like you know it was bragging rights, it was just you know pride, yeah. and it was a bunch against all New York kids that we all knew growing up. So it was like you know it was it was a big it was a big tourney for sure. For sure, like I mean. Yeah, it wasn't like a season or anything, and really it was the off season for a lot of us. But once we stepped on the field, it was so competitive. Like we always wanted to win. I mean, I think sometimes we were taking that more serious than some of the games we were playing in that like actually mattered, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I was, I get so pissed if we. I mean, I'd be yelling at the guys if we weren't winning and every or we made mistakes or we were just like taking it too easy. Like yeah, we we were going hard for those for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's fun though, and it's it's a uh, it's so good to reconnect. Um, you know, with Jimmy and and um, you know, and and kind of get that out there as well. I always I always had to tell somebody on that team like, nah, that wasn't fair. So, <laughs> going on record, <laughs> I'm still salty about it, but uh, but not at all. But it was all it was all fun though. But yeah, man, listen, really appreciate you coming on and um, and happy to get into this with you. So why don't we start off with, you know, tell me, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got into your sport and what initiated your love for soccer? Yeah, it's a good question, to be honest. I, I don't really remember how I got into it. I know my like my older brother was very big into like wrestling and, and football and my, my mom and dad were like racquetball players and they always wanted me to like play sports or whatever. Um, and I would just like go to like the, the local leagues and I guess just play. And, and that's kind of where it started. But funny enough, when I, when I was younger, I got into like this collision with another player on the field. I was like, I don't know, seven years old. And I go running to my dad. and I'm like, dad, I, I never want to play soccer ever again. Like I'm done. Like I, I, this is it. And then like, he was like, oh no, it's okay. Keep, keep going, keep going. And then, you know, I, I went back to it and then all of a sudden I just started, you know, falling in love with it, uh, to be honest. So it was. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess that's kind of how I got into it. And just the game itself, man, just being on the field, there's no timeouts, there's no plays, you're just kind of out there with your teammates trying to figure it out. That's, that's kind of what really drew, drew me to it. So yeah, that, that's why I love it, you know? Absolutely. And let me ask you, was that that collision that you got into that that kind of like veered you away from it a little bit? Is that why you got into tennis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was saying because I, I was I, again. I, I found that when I, I found that so interesting. Now, any 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 athlete that that can play, you know, two sports competitively or at a high level, even in college, I always I'm always just uh, damn. That's pretty admirable, just because you know it, it takes a lot of time, especially you're playing these sports at a competitive level, and also to be like you know even decently good at, at two different sports. I always I always find that pretty impressive. So when I saw you played three years of tennis, I was like, okay, so. Maybe that makes sense. Maybe you didn't like the hit, and then you're like, "Man, I'm gonna play tennis." Like it's a one v one sport, no contact. <laughs> yeah, no, I just honestly, I just always watched it like on TV. My my mom was big into it, so I was like, "Ah, oh, let me just try this." You know, like a buddy of mine was like, "Yo, let, let's just go to tryouts one day and just do it." And I was like, "All right, cool." And it was in the spring, so it wasn't like the same time as soccer season. So like, All right, I could do this. I could do this. And then I just fell in love with it, man. It was it's so much fun and. It's different because I played singles, so it's just you on the court. So you're not like, you don't have anybody else to rely on. It's just like how you're performing and it's just you against that other person just competing, you know? So it's different, but I, I still loved it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, no. I mean, no shade to tennis. My, my dad's a big tennis fan. I, I watch tennis. I'm a, I'm a pretty big tennis fan as well. I love the sport. So yeah. no, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. And, you know, kind of looking back at it, what would you say was your, you know, your dream? You know, what did you ultimately want to accomplish with soccer in the future? Yeah, uh, my biggest dream is I, I wanted to play for the, the senior men's national team. That was like a big dream of mine. Even like going on my loan stints to Kansas City, one of the, the GMs is like, so, so what, are you, what are you doing here? Why, why do you want to be here? Like, is it for the money? Is it for, you know, what, what do you want to do? And I told him, I was like, look, I, I don't care about that. I just want to play. You know, at the time, I wasn't playing much with the Cosmos. So I was like, I want to play. And my goal is to get minutes and perform and, and then make it to that level. So that was the dream. I mean, it didn't happen, but it was, uh, it's all good. Still, still had a lot of fun playing. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I think it's 
you know, it's pretty cool because I think for even even for you, it, it seems like that that dream it, it carried over into into post college. You know, because um, sometimes people they they have a dream growing up and they get to a certain age, maybe in their teens, where they're like, nah, I'm like not really, you know, maybe not that level, and and their dream kind of uh, subsides a little bit. But it seems like you know that dream for you was still was still pretty realistic at that point. You know, was there was there a point in your career and you know just throughout your your overall career where you kind of felt like I'm at the highest point right now. Like I'm actually making the U.S. men's national team can actually be like a realistic thing based on just maybe how you were feeling at the in the moment. Yeah, to be to be brutally honest, uh, no. Um, like through my pro career, sorry, my uh, are you hearing all that noise in the background? I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. What, what is that? My 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 dog is like going nuts. He just got in from his walk. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like throwing around his bone and like he's, he's going crazy so sorry no, i'm keeping to, this in there everyone yeah everyone yeah. listening then jimmy's dog is a sounds like a rottweiler bro like <laughs> yeah, he, he's a small little guy and he, all he does is he's just like picking his bone up going on the couch and then throwing it off again he must know like i'm on this podcast he's like i just want to make the most noise possible uh nah he's he's, he's cute that, man um but yeah no to be honest like when i was playing i never really felt like i was close to that level and it just probably because I never was at the point in my pro career where I wanted to be. Um, I was kind of, I, I wanted more always. I was always thinking for more. And um, the it was a great time. Like I played with some great players and some great teams, but it just, I never really felt like I, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think there was like any specific point where you were like, it, it just maybe kind of hits you like, man, this, this dream is, is, is unattainable at this point. Was there any sort of like maybe specific point where like you remember in your head as, as this was the, you know, this was really kind of when I came to that realization. Yeah, it was uh, October of 2018. Uh, oh, it was, no, you really yeah, know. Okay. When it was, uh, when I realized that I'm not going to play anymore, I'm not going to play pro anymore. Um, I was out in Portland and I was ready to take the, the next steps to you know start the next part of my career uh, and that's when i realized i was like okay because i went into i went to portland in the beginning of 2018 and i was like you know what this is a chance for me to potentially make it to the first team and then you never know like if you have a make it to the first team and then you have some good time and good years in mls you never know what could happen january camp they bring in so many players um but once i realized i wasn't gonna make the first team there that was it i knew it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna happen anymore yeah yeah, and I just want to point out, and 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 a lot of even even the quote that I read about you from from your former teammate, you know, saying that you were the first one in, last one out. I told Jimmy beforehand that he he's like the the epitome of a of a St. John soccer player, and you know, for anyone that that knows St. John soccer, and I think I had uh, maybe I had two guests on so far that also played at St. John's, but. You know, St. John soccer is, you know, I, I would describe it as intense. You know, I would definitely describe it as intense. Just the, just the culture. I was, I remember I was getting recruited by St. John's as well. And, and one thing I always remembered it because I had friends that went to St. John's was, was like the fitness test. Right. And I know I mentioned this before, <laughs> but I, I just, it, it just, to me, just because it also like, I was always terrible at fitness. So I feel like even when I, when I talk about this, I'm like, yo, I would have died. But, uh, mm. but it's, it was from what I remember a three mile in, in 1730 so yes. I, I have to ask you what was your time uh so i only made the 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 time once and my that was my senior season and it was 1720 uh okay. so i did okay. my last season i made it in 1720 the year I, I won't you know what i'll give you my freshman year my freshman year was like 1927 
Okay. Um, yeah. So that was not great. Didn't touch the ball for like three weeks after that. Uh, and then after I was kind of close, I was like 1750, 1745. That, that little extra bit to get 1730 is a lot, man. It's oh, that's that's a ton. That's a ton. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, you know, if uh, I mean, I mean, if, if people listening are, are familiar with just like or, with just running, or if you're runners yourselves, you, I mean, you would know that like making up like even twenty seconds is that's that's tough, man. That's a huge push. That's a huge. And that's Great. a big improvement too. Like you might go like a whole season to improve like thirty seconds. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you may like train a whole off season to improve like thirty seconds to like forty seconds, right? And that's like a huge thing. So, um, oh yeah. No, I appreciate you being honest about your times too. Listen, my, I failed my uh, my freshman fitness test miserably as well. So honestly, like it, we we ran in a park, and and by the time I was done, they were already on to the next drill. Like like they didn't, I think they forgot that I was still out there in the park running. So so no worries, man. So you made it your senior year. That's what got you captain. <laughs> and uh, no, but like honestly, you know, I I remember even 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 playing with you, even, even in the, uh, in the winter leagues that we, that we talked about in that winter tournament, I always remember you just being like, just real gritty, like just real, like, you know, a shorter dude, stocky dude. I always respected, you know, like dudes like that. Cause I'm myself in five, nine. So I was yeah. never like the tallest guy. And, but you always, you know, you were in an old, you were like, you were never afraid to put a body in, throw your body in there, like tackle somebody hard. And, and you just, you just gave off like that real, just like hard work, the, like just playing style that I think epitomized, you know, St. John's soccer, at least at the time um, in terms of, you know, when I played against them and stuff like that. So just want to, you know, shout out to you. Cause I, I still remember, you know, I feel like you're like a little bulldog. So, um, <laughs> so, and, and there yeah. were many quotes and, and even, uh, you know, and, and many different, whether it was like scouting reviews or scouting reports of you that, that kind of mentioned that. So, so I believe you played, so you, you kind of played a, a, a mixture of like midfields and defense a little bit, right? Yeah, uh, at St. John's, I was more like a midfielder. Like um, the way we played, it was. I guess nowadays you'd probably play like a right wing back, but right, like for St. John's, I was more like a right midfielder, um, kind of just an up and down. And then when I turned pro, they thought my best position would be outside back, so I played right back, left back. Like kind of what you're saying is, I wasn't the most talented on the ball. Uh, so kind of when you move up the levels into the pros, you need a little bit more talent in the final third. And they figure that I could kind of drop a little bit and add a little bit of that grittiness and intensity against the ball as a fullback that also could get forward as well because I still had some attacking attributes. So, yeah, that's why I was a little bit of a mixture. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, so you, you know, kind of going back into, you know, you, it seems like you remember it pretty uh, vividly. October 2018 was maybe maybe the time where you, you kind of realized that you, that that you weren't maybe gonna gonna reach certain goals that that you set your mind to, and then maybe also it kind of sounded like that was the time as well where you you uh, thought about giving up the sport or not giving up, but you know retiring from the sport, I should say, um, and moving on into something else. So you know, just for you, if you can kind of take me back to that that time period, and um, you know, I know it's always it's always a tough decision, um, you know, when you when you kind of come to that realization that like, hey, my playing days are coming to an end. And then also for you on top of that, it was maybe also maybe simultaneously you were like, well, maybe my playing days are coming to an end because I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not not going to reach the level that I kind of set my mind to. So I just, you know, if you can kind of take me back to that time period and, and just kind of what that time period was like for you, uh, how would you how would you describe that? Yeah, uh, mixed emotions, to be honest. A big emotion was disappointment 
because it was probably one of the best years of my career as a pro. And I thought that I really had the chance to, to make it to the first team and then see what it goes from there. So disappointment. But what's interesting is actually when I didn't get the, the first team contract, Portland was speaking to me about becoming a scout for them. So then that kind of made me happy and excited for like, okay, you know what? This is like a next chapter that I've always thought about getting into the game, you know, not as a player, but as in something that's building a team and helping players reach that goal. So then I was like really excited about that. So it was like mixed emotions. And finally I was like, okay, because I had some offers to keep playing. And I just figured, you know, I'm, I don't see myself hitting that goal of being a national team player. I think I need to start the, the next phase of my life. So I kind of, you know, I guess I came to peace with the fact that I was, I was going to be done playing and, you know, start that next phase. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and in that, you know, in that kind of decision process, which again, all of us athletes have to have to go through it. I think, you know, for you, it's always, uh, it always kind of makes me happy to hear that, you know, when, when someone kind of gets an offer or, or to not an offer, but like an opportunity to, to do something else, like while they're still playing, right. Like maybe get on, which, which you're, you're doing now in, in terms of your scouting for the, for the New York Red Bulls now, which we'll definitely get into. Um, so I always like, you know, that always makes me happy because that, that opportunity doesn't always come to everybody. Body. But, um, you know, in that in that kind of transition process, you know, there's 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 I'm sure there's there's a lot of like low points that, that, that a lot of athletes go to, you know, was there is there any moment that stands out to you where you were just you kind of felt like, man, like, I'm, I'm kind of at my lowest right now, um, you know, in kind of in, in, in was there anything that, you know, maybe like a, a time period or, or maybe even a specific moment where you were just like, you know, you can kind of look back at it and be like, yeah, that was it's probably my lowest point. Yeah. Um, so it's actually when I got, it's funny enough, when I got the job at Red Bull and I was in there every day around training and seeing guys out there and me going the opposite way and hanging out with the staff and not going into the locker room, that was like, that was the lowest point for me. So low. Um, and I felt, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I have this new job. I'm, I'm starting something. I'm building something, but I'm not going into that locker room anymore. I'm not hopping on that field. And there was a point where one of the coaching, we, we play staff games and one of the coaches came to me and was like, Jimmy, like, why'd you stop so early? It seems like you could still play. And he's like, he's like, where, where have you been? Like, why, why don't we know you as a player? And that just, that crushed me. Mm. And I was like, I was like, wow. Okay. Then, you know, I could probably could still play. These guys see something in me in a staff game. Yeah, it's a staff game, but they still see something. So it was probably two months, three months into my job at Red Bull, which was like, it's funny because, you know, you're starting a new thing, you're excited, and right. then it kind of hits you, and you're like, wow, okay. I didn't I didn't get there, and, you know, maybe it just, sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's timing, sometimes it's just not talented enough, but, yeah, that was that no. was tough. No, that's so interesting to hear, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, and, like, appreciate you sharing that as well, you know, yeah. um, but uh, just because, you know, for, for me, uh, you know, I, I would... Th- I would not that I would think, but you know, for me, I think I think the perception on, on on the outside looking in is like, oh, you know, like you're still around the game, you're still involved in the game, right? Like you, you know, let's just say like you got like a corporate nine to five, and it was just like completely out of the realms of soccer, and you've had that feeling. I, you know, I would I would I would totally relate to that. It's so interesting to hear that you know you were still involved with the game. I mean, you were in the room next to the players, right? But it was just so interesting that 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 was that was real low for you, just being that you couldn't you know, that you were on the other side of things and that just the fact that like you couldn't, you, you weren't playing anymore. I think that's, yeah, I, I think mean, that's just so interesting. Yeah. Just uh, uh, being honest, man. It's like, 
I miss it. I miss it every day. I miss playing every day and being around the game is incredible. And I don't want to like, I, I love my job. I love being able to build a team and like, I'm very lucky to still be in it. You know, I'm still part of a team. I'm still competing in soccer just in a different way. I'm the players I put on the field. I'm competing against the other scouts that are putting. So I'm, I still get that comp, you know, competition and all that. But yeah, it's, I feel like because I didn't hit where I wanted to be, it's just natural for me to be in this environment and feel upset because um, there are guys that I work with that have made it to like the, where they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And now they're in the game and they don't miss it. They're so happy to be done. I mean, it was snowing the other day and they're like, oh, it's amazing. I don't have to go out on the field today. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, yeah, you know, I'm happy too, but I, I kind of wish I was on the field, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's like, it's good and bad. And, and look, I'm super happy with my job, but you're, you're always, I feel like you're always going to miss it. And I think that's okay. Absolutely. No, I think I think that's yeah, that's the, that's the great kind of. Um, I think that's a that's a great way to put it, right? Is that it's never really going to be. You know, I'd be surprised if even even those some of those guys who maybe reach the, the the heights that they wanted to, I'd be surprised if they don't miss it as well at some points. Because I mean, it's I don't I don't think there's like really anything that compares to the thrill or or the the excitement or just the passion of like when you're on the field and you're able to just like put your body on the line and, and, and really just throw it all, like put it all out there. Right. So, but I, but like you said, I think, I think a great message in that is that, is that that's totally fine. Like that's totally okay just to miss it. And, and a lot of players do, you know, is there, you know, just because you mentioned that, that you maybe didn't reach the, you know, the, 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 maybe like the heights that you wanted to, you know, looking back at it, at just, just your, your overall career, you know, just, um, just spanning soccer, you know, is there, is there any, is there anything that, that you think, that you would you would change, you know, if you had the opportunity, let's say, to, to change to change anything about your your path, your journey, any decisions that you made. Um, do you think you would take that opportunity and, and change anything, or do you think that you know everything kind of kind of kind of happened uh, the way it should? Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change my path or like the journey I took. Um, I mean, you could always like say like okay, maybe if I went here or there, whatever. I mean, I, I wouldn't change that because of like. Everything I'm happy where I am now, and everything that I did in my journey has kind of set me up for where I'm at now. The one thing I would change, and this is like I've been telling people this a lot lately as like some piece of advice, is my mindset during it all. I would have changed that completely. I was constantly looking for or thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. Mm. I'm not enjoying like what's going on in the moment, especially when I was with the St. John's for sure. Because, I mean, the guys I played with, they're like my brothers to this day. I mean, we're all best friends. Um, and I was always ready, like, okay, I'm ready to leave. I can't wait to be a pro. Like, what's next? What's next? And then it flies by. And, like, you don't get that back. And then, again, with the Cosmos, it was some of the best times of my life. I mean, it was basically, like, college extended with making money. And we, like, right. lived in these houses together. And there were a bunch of young guys. And every time I... Every day I was like, all right, what's next? What's going to be at the end of this year? Uh, what's my new, co- am I going to make it to MLS? Like what's the next? And it just went by so fast. And I didn't feel like I appreciated every little bit from the people I was hanging out around with, the practices, the, like the situation I was in playing for a living. So that, that I would 100% change because you want to enjoy it, man. Cause it's going to fly by and then you'll get it back. And you're like, damn, I wish I would have done this. I wish I, I really wish I would have enjoyed that moment a little bit more, you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and listen, I think that's a, you know, that's a great piece of advice, which will, you know, definitely bring me into, into my, uh, my, my next question. But, but like you said, I think it's, you know, like everything that, that happened is, has kind of been, uh, essential into, into where you are today. Right. And, 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 uh, being around the game and, and, and a scout for the MLS is like, man, that's a dream job for, for a lot of people. I can tell you, like, like even me, I'm looking at, I'm like, damn, that's dope. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so I think that's a that's a great way that's a great way to put it. So you know maybe the, the the sort of like living in the moment and enjoying the moment I'm sure is maybe like like one lesson that that maybe you've learned or or, or maybe a piece of advice that you give you give somebody else. So maybe maybe that will be the answer to my next question. But if you did have to give you know one piece of advice about sport retirement, the transition process outside of sport, you know, um, kind of creating that new identity. And this can be for, for, for any athletes out there, maybe even athletes that are still playing, considering uh, retiring soon or, or, or athletes that are now out of the sport that, that maybe are struggling with, with the transition still. But if you could give you know one piece of advice, well, what do you think that piece of advice would be? Yeah, I, I give a couple. So obviously, yeah, the, the living in the moment for sure, enjoying every, every minute is, is huge for me. So I definitely would, would enjoy the situation you're in and yeah, of course you want to do a little bit of like planning for the future. That's fine, but don't let it consume you where every day you're thinking, okay, what's next? What's next? And then, cause it's going to fly by and you're going to wish that you had those moments back. So big for sure. Be okay with the fact that you're going to be upset missing the game and sad some days missing the game because like, that's just normal. We all feel that way. Um, I feel it and I'm around the game every single day. So that's okay. And like a big thing that that I've learned that's like really helped me out is just you got to go outside your comfort zone. And I have examples of like where it really worked out for me is I actually got the, the Red Bull job because it was, it, they don't do this anymore, but it was the last year of the uh, MLS draft. They're doing the college draft at the coaches convention and they, every team, basically all the decision makers from every team uh, would go to this convention to, for the draft and they'd stay at one hotel and every night before the draft, they'd all be down at the bar, just you know, hanging out, talking. So I told my uh, my wife, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fly to Chicago. Didn't have any plan. I just knew I knew people there. I'm gonna fly there. I'm gonna go down to the bar. I'm gonna be out of my comfort zone. Just start talking to people. And ended up doing that. Went, started talking to people. Ended up going to dinner with Dennis Hamilton, who's the sporting director of Red Bull. And it was him, myself, and one of my friends, and had a nice dinner and. On the spot, he was like, "Yeah, I want you to be the scout," and wow. it just worked. It worked out, you know. And that's something that I, I constantly want to do. Is look, it's easy to be in your comfort zone. It's safe. It feels good. But like, it also is great to venture off and put yourself out there and learn things. And some things don't work out, and some things will. And it's just, it's amazing for your growth, and it brings you opportunities, and it helps you like grow your network for sure. Um, Absolutely. So, oh, big advice listen, for, for one, sure. Yeah, no, I mean, for one, that's that's a, that's an incredible story, and kudos to you for just you know just going out there and being like, I'm just going to see what happens. You know, I think I mean the stories like that are, are real, kind of just real inspirational in terms of just like you never know what's going to happen. I I love that piece of advice, just the, the going outside your comfort zone, because I think you know us as 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 athletes, you know, um, you know we. I mean, a lot of times, to be honest, we, 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 we spend a lot of time in our comfort zone. Like the field yeah. is our comfort zone. And like, yeah, absolutely. We're working our asses off. We're, you know, grinding every day. But like, that's what we're used to, right? Like that is yeah. our comfort zone. So it's like, you know, us naturally as athletes, like even for you, even still being involved in the game, but not playing anymore, like 
even that, that was, that was big out of your comfort zone because it's like, man, this isn't, it's not playing soccer. Yeah. It's like, you know, maybe we're talking about soccer and, and, and different things, but now you're like, you know, now you're networking, now you're, you know, you're, you you're, you know, uh, meeting different people and, and having different types of conversations. So it's just a, a complete new thing. So I, I think that's a, that's a great piece of advice. And I also want to point out that I think for, for you, what, what definitely shines through just hearing you talk is, uh, is, is your passion for sure. I mean, just the fact that you were like, you miss the game every day. Like, I think, <laughs> like, I think that that's what made you the, the, the player that you were, you know, cause I, I don't think anybody would, would doubt that, that you, you lacked any bit of passion when you played and still, I feel like I could still hear that. So I think that that's, I think that that's great. Cause that's, again, that's something that you can't really, can't really teach. You know, I think that there's some teachable skills and some that that aren't necessarily. Um, and I think that like having that passion, like I said, I think is probably probably what what drives you in your, in your current day as well. Like, you know, I mean, to to take a flight out there, like you got to have some passion to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, sort of, yeah, that definitely, I definitely noticed that with you. And 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 that kind of brings me to to my last question. You know, you mentioned that that you mentioned kind of how you got that job, which is which is which is real cool. Uh, so, you know, if you could just um, talk a little bit about kind of what you do for um, for New York Red Bulls, you know, what, what does a what does what does a scout mean kind of behind the scenes? And um, and I guess how that, you know, obviously keeps you involved with the game. Yeah, um, so there's a lot of different aspects of it. Um, I, I can't get into like too much like gritty oh, sure. detail, but um, so basically I'm a first team scout. I, I'm second team scout as well. Right now, our process is we use data. So a lot of it is using data to identify players. We have certain markets that we look at. South America is a big market for us and a few countries in Europe. And we look for players that are like 22 and under. And we're basically constantly looking to improve our team. So what we want to do is our older players um, are performing, but we want to then supplement them with some younger players to learn from them and, and help grow. So that, that's my job is to, to find those next pieces and then to find the next pieces after that. That's like the one aspect. The second aspect is to cover, and that's like, I guess we call that targeted scouting where we're constantly looking for a position that we might need. Um, and then there's scouting where I'm covering tournaments. We're traveling around the world. I was just recently in Guatemala to cover a U17 tournament. So looking for those next talents to then join into our second team. Um, and that's just not targeted scouting. That's more like discover scouting, where mm. you're basically looking for all 22 players on the field and whoever stands out, writing notes and then reporting back on them. So that, that's kind of what it is. It's it's really just watching watching soccer and picking out the best players, really. Bro, dream job, dream job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard you say like 22 and younger. I was like, damn, so I was hoping I maybe still had a chance. But yeah, uh, yeah no, no, no. But no, no, I mean, honestly, listen, that, that sounds incredible, man. Um, you know, just the, you know, the, the travel aspect and, and um, you know, being able to to kind of scout, you know, top talent. That, that, that's pretty cool for, again, you know, top MLS team. So, you know, listen, man, I think your, your journey to get to that is, um, has been, it was, was, you know, sounds like it's, it, it was, it was incredible man and it just it took like a couple maybe more than one i know you mentioned that 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 flight you took but i'm sure it took a couple leaps of faith you know just to um you know to find yourself in that position and to and to really excel at it as well so kudos to you again man so just doing a sounds like you're doing a, a hell of a job so <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks man thanks, man. thanks. yeah it's been, uh, a, it's been a journey for sure 
<clears throat> definitely, definitely. Well, Jimmy, listen, man, we'll hold it there. I, I, I just really, really appreciate you, uh, you coming on. Like I said, I, I don't even know if we ever had like a like even like two words to each other. And it, it's, it's it, <laughs> you know, in, in some of these, it's it's just great to obviously it's it's great to, to to catch up with 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 other people that I haven't spoken to in years. And then in, in other cases, it's great to even even get to know somebody right uh, through this. And um, again, just really appreciate just how how honest you were and. You know, even vulnerable you were at, at, at certain points in just terms of like your journey um, and just just the truthful nature of it. Um, I think you know stories like yours is, will 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 kind of resonate with with a lot of people and 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 help a lot of athletes out there, whether still playing or or currently in the uh, in the transition process. So, listen, man, this was this was great, and I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, you know, best of luck. I'm gonna be you know. Uh, if if Red Bulls is doing bad, I know who to come to, man. If, if that that 22-year-old, <laughs> I know who to come to. I'll be like, Jimmy, who are you scouting, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that that's part of the job, man. That's part of it. I mean, a great job, but a lot of pressure at the same time. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I, I appreciate you having me, man. This is, this is great. For sure, man. Well, listen, best of luck in, in you know, obviously uh, all your – endeavors and the and the the season and, and all of that and uh and we'll talk soon man sounds good